Hello, this is Don Anders, and welcome to the Florida Retirement System Podcast. This is episode number two of 15. And here with us, as uh, the last episode, we have Alex Dingman. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing pretty well. You know, the firefighter gig just getting underway, and I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. As, as you know, if you listen to episode one, Alex is our fictional new firefighter. Yes. Uh, that, if you looked at me, you would tell that I'm not actually a firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you won't be able to get the gas mask on with that beard. No, so no. I don't think it would work out. Yeah. No. Um, all right. So what we're going to get into now is you just got hired. We, choo- we chose the, the investment plan or the pension plan last time, yep. went over the options. Now let's talk about your optional retirement plan. So, uh, and if you're, so firefighters, police officers, most state employees will have a 457. Teachers also usually have a 457, but they also usually have a 403B as well. And a 403B is kind of the default for, for uh, any kind of school board person. Uh, 457 is the default for anyone else in the state. Okay. okay. So you're going to have a 457 available to you. And there might be one option. There might be two, three, four different options that you can go with depending on your agency, who you're working with. Uh, and so the big question that I'm guessing you have is who should you contribute to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard of 401ks before now, but these are specific to public employees then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if, if you have, so 457, another another name, it's, it's basically, I like to call that a public employee's 401k. Mm, okay. Uh, a 403b, I like to call it a teacher or a school board or a nonprofit's 401k. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. And so there's different, there's little differences, but when you're just getting started, uh, the big thing that you you want to look for, first off, if there's just one option, then you contribute to that option. Hmm. So usually just retiring with pension, social security is not going to be enough. So you want to make sure you contribute with something. And if you can, I really want you to make sure that you contribute a, a percentage of your salary, not not an actual dollar amount. Because if you contribute a percentage, let's say it's 6%, every time you get a raise, the amount that's going in is going to go up as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you can do that, please do it. If you can't, sometimes they just allow you to just contribute, you know, $50 or a hundred. Uh, and this is actually how I got started was signing people up for these types of plans. So if you can just contribute a hundred dollars, next time you get a raise, let's say it's $200 per paycheck. Take half of that, so take a hundred, send that to your retirement, and then give yourself the other hundred dollar raise, right? Because you want an extra cup of coffee a day. But well, and and this goes back to the old saying of paying yourself first, right? Yeah, and that's a big reason why you do this because you're the first one that gets money from your paycheck that you earned. Yeah, and you know when you first start, you're not paid a lot as a state employee. Sure, we, you, that's not you didn't you did not, not become you, yeah. you didn't become a firefighter to get rich. No, right. If you did that, that was a bad scheme. Uh, what you the reason you did it is it's passion, or you did it because of job security or something like that. So you need to make sure you pay yourself so you can retire because the the real benefits come in towards retirement. But you have to make sure you do a little bit of planning. You cannot be completely reliant on the FRS, right? Because we've mm-hmm. actually seen the FRS is a very good pension plan. It's very, it's one of the top pension plans in the state or in the country, but we've seen places like Detroit and other places where their pension plans are almost completely defunct. And we've seen some actually go under private pension plans. Mm-hmm. So um, you want to make sure you're saving. So let's say you, you're saving, you choose a percentage and there's, there's one option, just choose that one option. And you know, what you should invest in. There's a typical rule of thumb called the rule of 100. So basically what that means is if you are 30, 
then 70% of your money should be in equities or stocks or something like that. And 30% should either be in bonds or fixed. Uh, a lot of 457s and 403Bs will have really good fixed accounts that you can invest in. The So that's a really good rule to follow by. And then that way, you know, every year or every five years or whatever you want, whatever you want to look, maybe you want to allocate to more conservative. Um, if you have multiple choices available, and usually 457s have two or three different choices, uh, you want to take a look at the fees. You want to, and that's really important. It might seem cumbersome, but they will all disclose the fees to you and go with whichever one has the lowest fees available. Uh, if you have a 403B, it's a little bit more complicated because there's there can be up to 25, 30 different options. So there's a website if you're a teacher um, or if you have a 403B that almost about 90, 95% of employers in the state of Florida use. It's www dot tsacg dot com. That's www.tsacg dot com. Uh, T is and Tom. And what that does is they are the third party administrator for most of the school boards in the state of Florida. And they will, you can click on there, click on your employer, and they'll show you all the different options. And then you can reach out to the different providers and see which one's best for you. Outstanding. And so, are there any other things we need to know about the differences between the two, or do you think you've gone over it all and, and you just want to get that message out there of you just need to participate? There's the the distinct day. differences uh, that when that are applicable towards the end of retirement, and we're going to get into that in, okay. in retiring uh, or investing after retirement. But for younger people, there's not really that distinctive differences. I mean, little ones, uh, but nothing that you should really be concerned with. The one thing I do want to add is if there's a Roth available, hmm. you might want to consider doing a Roth because do you know what a Roth is, Alex? Um, I would like to think that I do. I know it has to do with taxes, right? <laughs> it does. It does. So basically what it means is you pay taxes now yeah. and you don't pay taxes later. So what the example we like to use is would you, let's say you were a farmer. Okay. You have two choices. You can either pay your taxes on the seed or you can pay it on the harvest. Which one would you rather do? Probably on the seed? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah right. Because right? seed's a lot, it would cheaper. Be a lot less. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's pretty much what Roth is. So not only that, you're probably, when you first start in the first maybe 15, 20 years, you're going to be at a lower tax bracket than in the end of your career. Mm, good point. And the last thing to think about a Roth and why you might want to do one is your pension, taxable. Social Security, taxable. Traditional 403B, 457, all that, taxable. Hmm. So if taxes, and as we know, as a country, we're going, we're getting into debt, yeah. right? And so the way to get out of debt, the easiest way, uh, you know, for the government, because, you know, the easiest way is going to be to raise taxes. Yeah. That's what happened after World War II. Taxes went up to over 90% sure. to try to get out of debt. Um, so if that happens again in your retirement, if you have a Roth, everything's tax-free, because you already pay the taxes on it and all the growth is tax-free. So that's another reason if one is available to you, I'd recommend looking at contributing to it. Obviously, you don't want to do it if it's going to hurt you tax-wise, but for most people, it's not going to hurt them. It's going to help them more in the long run to contribute to a Roth. And if you don't have one available, my recommendation is go to your payroll, go to somebody and or even a, a board meeting and request it because it's not hard to set up and it's not very expensive to set up at all for your employer 
and it would really help you out. Or you could call us. I'll, I'll call them for you if you there want. There you go. To, so. Yeah, you'll be our advocate. Well, and bottom line is, Don, retirement is different now, and retirement's going to look different 20, 30 years from now. And so having more control over your own retirement money is something that this can do for you. 100%. Yeah, and you and you want that control because right now, if all you do is let the your your pension, it's with the government, right, with the state. Your Social Security, with the government, with the state. Have something that you can have control over, and that's what these 403Bs and 457s are. All right. Thanks for the education, Don. My pleasure. The purpose of this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you want more information, more education, please visit www.frsdrop.com. And that's our webpage where you can download more information. You can register for one of our webinars. You can even request an appointment for our team. And let me stress, this is education and information. Recommendations are for clients. They're for people that we actually meet with. And if you'd like to meet with us, we work all throughout the state of Florida. We'd love to do that. And you can also do that on that website. So once again, www.frsdrop.com. And one last thing before we go, this is a serial podcast. So meaning we're, it's going to be about 15 episodes explaining the Florida retirement system. But please make sure that you subscribe because if there's any types of updates or anything pertinent to your retirement, we're going to update it on this podcast. There might end up being multiple updates uh, that would be very important to you. So make sure you subscribe because then you'll get an alert that there's a new episode. Also, if you have someone that would benefit from this, someone that you work with, someone that you know that's in the Florida retirement system, please consider sharing this with them. And please consider giving us a five-star review. Don Anders is an investment advisor representative and insurance professional. Anders and Anders Financial Group Incorporated is an independent financial services firm, helping individuals create financial strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agencies. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA SIPC, and a registered investment advisor. Madison Avenue Securities and Anders & Anders Financial Group are not affiliated companies.